Now, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy on ESPN Honolulu. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's the Friday edition of Let's Talk Sports. Uh, Aloha Friday, or as we like to call it around here, Kahala Friday. That's right, <laughs> Kahala. If you can uh, check them out online uh, at any of their six stores around the state of Hawaii, uh, or of course uh, at kahala.com, uh, please pick up a shirt for yourself. Not only a great Aloha shirts, they also have those performance polos. Uh, good stuff. So happy Kahala Friday to everybody, including my guest co-host. You could hear a little giggle from him uh, just moments ago. Uh, he's usually here on Thursdays. We did a little switcheroonie with BMAC yesterday, and so he's in the house and uh, is kind enough to come in on what is technically a day off for him. So uh, big mahalos to this guy, KHON2 Sports Director, Robbie D, Rob DeMello, is in the house. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? It's a pleasure to be here with Kahala Lehi. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> kahala, 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 Kahala. That's right. Uh, 808-296-1420, the number to call. You can text into that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. We're coming to you from the PAXA Studios uh, in Honolulu. And, well... There's so much going on this weekend. Obviously, a big showdown for my Lions against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, you got the Ravens and Chiefs. Um, but we have to start, I think, with what transpired last night. It was a rough day for Hawaii hoops. You had the Rainbow Wahine losing on the road at UCSB, and you had the Rainbow Warriors losing at home to Santa Barbara. This is a Santa Barbara team that was preseason picked to win the conference. They're the defending Big West champs. A uh, little bit of an up-and-down year for them, although it seems now that they've won five of their last six, that Joe Pasternak's crew is starting to turn a corner, finding a little bit of itself. They certainly are not a team without talent. In the backcourt, they are loaded. Uh, but having to replace some of the key pieces that they had that were very reliable, that were very seasoned in the front court, uh, has proven to be a bit more of a project. But boy, did they play well last night. It was basically sheer dominance on the part of UCSB. A.J. Mitchell, the reigning Big West Conference Player of the Year, was just phenomenal and just about every capacity. Uh, their uh, transfer from Auburn, Johan Traore, he went big. Ariel Bland, their other post player, a starter who played a combined 10 games the previous two years, and now uh, that was his 17th start of the season, and he's averaging like 7.7 boards. The team leader in block shots was getting layups. They were pick and roll in Hawaii to death. Uh, even when Hawaii went into the zone, they were able to just find that middle area of the zone. They they kind of picked it apart uh, for, uh, I would say, most of, of, that, uh, of, of that game. And then, of course, the big thing was the 26 run in the first half by the Gauchos uh, over the course of over 10 minutes. So it was a 10-plus minute scoring drought for Hawaii. These scoring droughts have been way too commonplace for this Rainbow Warrior team, but that one was like of historic and epic proportions. So, um, hey, look, it's a tough loss. There's no sugarcoating it. Uh, we do want to hear from the folks out there if you want to call in or text in uh, as to your reaction or any questions around that. Rob, how did that one strike you uh, because you know we've been saying hey look this 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 team isn't that far away necessarily uh, but this one this was a rough one last night for sure yeah this team's been riding the struggle bus for a few weeks I mean even entering this game against UC Santa Barbara two and five to start Big West conference play matches the worst start to league play since joining the Big West Conference. This loss puts them at two and six. They've never been two and six as members of the Big West Conference. So, I mean, this is 
astronomical as far as this collapse that they're going through right now. And you saw it entering, obviously, this ball game. You've been seeing it for a handful of weeks now, but it felt different in this game against UC Santa Barbara. You take a 7-2 lead, and like you mentioned, a 26-0 run over 10 minutes. And the the, the hardest part to, to watch was that they continually got shots that you would be okay with them taking they continually got good open looks and just weren't able to connect and that's where I feel like the frustration from the team is coming from frustration from the fans is that what do you do in that scenario to stop the bleeding right you see so many other teams through that same situation you feel like at some point they just put their foot in their ground and say you know what we need to just Take it to the rack. Get fouled. Stop the clock. Do something to just reset a little bit. But what you saw out of this team in the first half is they just kept doing what they do, and the shots weren't falling, and in the blink of an eye, you give up 26 unanswered. That is, That was the hardest part to watch because then it's just like, okay, what do you do in those situations? Like You need to get out of yourself for, for just a moment to allow change to happen, right? It's like that whole like trying to trying to shove the square into the circle and yeah. you just keep doing it, you keep doing it. At some point, you need to go look for another piece that better matches that hole in order to get it in. Yeah, and I think that that's um, what I th- is, is probably frustrating some of the fans out there, right? Um, that was not a particularly large crowd last night. What was it, 2,700 through the turnstile? Uh, and I, I think that there are some people that are, are now very skeptical of uh, where things are going with this team. And, and you don't want to say that guys are, like, giving up, but there definitely appears to be some levels of, of extreme discouragement uh, and maybe even disenchantment, uh, and I don't know necessarily where to sort of pin that on, uh, but anytime a team is losing and anytime a team is having trouble sort of digging itself out of some of these losses and out of those downward trends, it's going to be frustrating for everybody involved. And I think that that's where some of the frustration is coming from. Um, you know, I've seen some comments, have heard some comments of uh, fans who are saying, hey, look, you know, um, we're not really getting answers uh, from, from the coaches. I think they're as befuddled uh, and, and they're as, as, as puzzled uh, uh, as anybody when it comes to why these things aren't really clicking for this team right now. Um, this is a Hawaii team, as you mentioned. It's not like they were uh, unable to get any shots up. You know, they did run into some of those late clock issues that has also probably been a little too frequent. They went into this game 304th in the country in uh, uh, slowest, uh, put like like the 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 slowest to shoot teams per possession. It was like eighteen point six seconds per possession, which gets them pretty deep into the clock. That's their average, and so they are one of the uh, uh, slowest. Uh, offenses from that standpoint. Not that they're not moving the ball around, but they're just not necessarily getting attempts up uh, at a faster rate. Uh, And so I think that there's some frustration there because at first it looked like there was an intention uh, to try to attack a little bit more in the offense. Uh, By the way, 808-296-1420 is the number. I think we got a call uh, possibly coming in. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that, that that's some of the stuff that starts to get a little frustrating, right, is because Ron Gannat, he even apologizes in his postgame press conference saying, hey, look, sorry, guys, I'm saying the same thing uh, because, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of the same issues that we're running into game in and game out. And so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, uh, but, you know, this is, this is we're, we're just sort of waiting to break through here. Uh, and I think fans sometimes are hungry for uh, what can 
at least be uh, deemed as more tangible ideas and answers. And it, it sounds like there's just still a lot of sort of random experimentation going on when it comes to substitution patterns and rotations and lineups. And I think that part gets a little bit difficult from the fan perspective. You know, it's interesting. A couple of weeks ago, you asked me a question about the toughness of this basketball team and what I thought. And I told you, you know, defensively, this is a very tough team, right? And, and I kind of took that question in literal terms of basketball. And I thought that, you know, they, they play very tough as far as defense goes and the way they're able to ugly games in most cases. You know, the one thing that I think where you asking that question really kind of hits it on the head is the, is the mental toughness of this basketball team. And, and Iran Ganon's been really good at recruiting guys that fit him, that fit the program, that fit the system, that fit the way that they want to operate here in this program at the University of Hawaii, whether it's in the community or in the locker room, right? But what happens is when you have that checklist of guys needing to kind of meet every single one of these uh, standards or these personality types or whatever it is, is that now you create a locker room where everyone's kind of the same. Like the, all these guys have similar personalities. They have similar temperaments. They have similar, um, you know, patience levels and all that. Right. And sensitivity levels. And so when, when you lose someone like Kamaka Hepa, who kind of didn't fit that necessarily, he was intense, right? You need to replace that because you need at least one guy in the locker room that's going to kind of spike the volume a little bit and, and spike the intensity. Right now, they don't have that. And I'm not saying, I mean, we've said it time and time again, these are great dudes. These are good basketball players. But you almost need a shakeup a little bit in the locker room to, in those situations. Artie Wilson's been saying it for years, right? And of, <laughs> you got to have that dog. You got to have that dog on this team, right? And, and sometimes, you know, they had it. Sometimes they don't. Right now, I mean, I do side with Artie on that where, like, who's that guy? Who's that guy that's going to kind of get into the huddle and, and interrupt the coaches talking to say, no, let me talk to yeah. these guys real quick. I don't know if that guy's on this basketball team. Yeah. And, and that's big in those moments when you're when you're in a 26-0 deficit. Well, and I think you have to also ask the question. It's fair to ask the question of is that a platform that the coaches even allow? Are, are they open to mm -hmm. having someone like that? I, I would say from the outside looking in perspective uh, that if you were going to pick an alpha personality-wise on that team, it's probably Jovan McClanahan. Yeah. Um, and that's why he's a guy who has been able to be successful late in clock situations and those kinds of things. But, you know, he's also... Uh, one of the smallest players on the floor each and every time. And so I'm not trying to knock him. Uh, I think that he is um, uh, uh, admirable in the way he conducts his business. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do think that maybe if there were another voice or two uh, or another personality or two that you could put in that similar category, that would probably go a long way to just kind of help lift a little bit of the spirits of this team. It seems as though there's a need for some level of inspiration that's just not hit Getting home right now. Yeah, it went even to the credit of, of Javon, the day he was named captain uh, for this basketball team, along with Bernardo da Silva and Noel Coleman, we interviewed each of the captains, what this means to you and what kind of leadership do you bring to this team? And, and Javon was clear that like, hey, I'm not going to get in your face. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to work 10 times harder and you see that and are inspired by what I do. And, and so even by his own accounts, like, that that's not his personality is to to grab someone by the jersey and say come on man we got to get this thing going 
I mean, what he's going to do is lay his body out on the line on the court to inspire you, which he does. Uh, All right. Uh, We got some texts coming in. One of them says the picture in today's paper uh, sports section says it all. Uh, I usually just look at the paper digitally. So uh, the only picture I saw accompanying the the game story was the drive by Jovan into Josh Pierre-Louis. I'm assuming that's the picture that they were talking about. I'm not sure how that necessarily encapsulates things. Uh, It looks like... uh, And there's still 17 seconds left on the (laughs) shot clock. So it kind of shows that they're being aggressive right here. Yeah, yeah. That looked actually like an aggressive... That might be uh, a Photoshop. (laughs) By Jovan there. Uh, All right, next uh, texter says, Kanoa and Rob, got to be honest, I think it's time for a change in leadership for basketball. Nine seasons is enough of mediocrity. You're going to start hearing that anytime things are sort of on the downward trend. There's going to be questions. There are going to be fans or people that are even uh, not necessarily in the category of fans, just people that uh, want to voice their opinion that there should be a change in leadership. Um, Let's see, Iran is in year nine i think he's signed through the 25 26 season uh, on his current contract if i'm not mistaken uh and so you know when you start to hear that kind of stuff um you know i i think you do have to sort of take in the big picture of what do you value when you're trying to um assess and evaluate the job of a head coach or a head coach and their regime, right? Um, You know, I think that you have some memorable wins. Uh, You have wins that have taken place in other parts of the season that you can look back on and say, hey, that was a heck of an accomplishment. Winning the Diamond Head Classic last year was unbelievable. Um, But there is no doubt. Uh, with the exception of that first year where he inherited some talent on the roster but was able to coach him up and get the program's first ever NCAA tournament win, uh, outside of that, there has not been a, a lot of success in the conference postseason. I, I don't think that there's any two ways uh, about that. that that's, that's objective. Uh, and so it depends on what you value. You also have a track record that is impeccable when it comes to student-athlete performance in the classroom, community service, coaches versus cancer efforts and campaigns. I mean, there's a lot of good that surrounds this program, but, you know, fans are fans. It's a results-based industry. They're going to focus on, are you doing it for us when it matters, at least in our opinion, the most? And so I think those questions are going to come. Where do you kind of, uh, without putting you too much on the spot here, uh, where do you kind of sit just in terms of that overall question? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's something that needs to be assessed at the end of the season. I mean, at this point of the season, right now, as we sit here, I mean, I don't think it's, anything that should be done right now, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Um, Because then you look at, I mean, there's so much left in this basketball season. And and with the exception of this UC Santa Barbara game, uh, there there are games that Hawaii probably could have and should have won that they lost. And and so everyone identifies that there's talent on this basketball team. If they go on some kind of run here towards the end of the season leading into the conference tournament where anything could happen, I mean, it's silly to kind of, to, to, to want something to happen right now. But with that being said, yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest number is the, you know, 2,700 people uh, facing the de- defending Big West Conference champion. I think that's the biggest concern Yeah. Um, where you need people, man. You need people to want to come and watch your, your product. And, and unless that can improve over time, then that's probably going to be at the top of the list of reasons why you may need to assess. Um, with that being said, you know, you look at, his track record um, over the Big West Conference can, you know, they're consistently at 500, maybe one game above, one game, two games they're, above. They're, they're top that, half for yeah, sure, right? Yeah, so top 
four, top five continually. Usually, obviously, yeah, this year been an outlier. Exactly. But. And, um, and, and then with that being said, the conference tournament, those losses, I mean, so many of them by one possession, right? And so it, it, it just goes back to that. It always seems like the program is right there. Like they're just a step away. They're just a couple of shots away from things being turned on its head, right? And uh, in a positive manner, this is the season that all those are just not working out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There like are a it, lot of blemishes that have been um, exacerbated here this this year. Um, that I think have been, uh, for the most part, not necessarily relevant or not as glaring uh, in some other years. Uh, I think, though, I I do also uh, call upon something that Artie Wilson, the aforementioned Artie Wilson, has said time and time again. And he looks at this arena, right, which yeah. is one of the pristine gems uh, in the Western region, let alone the Big West Conference. Um, and you look at you know, the NIL sort of changes a little bit of this dynamic for sure in terms of resources, but uh, you look at Hawaii and you look at the facilities it has with regard to college basketball and within the context of the Big West, it is hard to come up with it with an excuse as to why Hawaii shouldn't mm-hmm. be a perennial contender if not even a dominant member of the Big West Conference. And so I think uh, that that standard, it depends on what you aspire to, and I think that that introduces further questioning. Yeah, the indoor athletics at the University of Hawaii, the standard is definitely different because of your peers and the resources and the facilities that you have in comparison to your peers. I mean, you can't in one voice say it's really difficult for football to win because of where they are in the landscape of college football and the, the the other teams in the conference and what they have and what Hawaii doesn't have, but then not say that when it comes to indoor athletics, right? The University of Hawaii is at the top of the mountain when it comes to the Big West Conference. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's uh, get to another text message. We have some callers waiting to get on as well. You know, we're actually up against a commercial break. You know what we're going to do? I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, uh, look at Liz Stacy, who's working the board here, and figure out what the best maneuver is. Uh, we have a couple of texts to get to. We have a couple of callers. We're going to ask them to hang on through this commercial break. I apologize. Uh, we tend to be long-winded. You get a couple Portuguese on the mic. That tends to happen. Uh, but we do have a lot more that we want to get to, uh, including the callers who are waiting patiently. I uh, want to remind everybody that Kahala doesn't only make Aloha shirts. They make the performance polos. You want to check them out. Uh, they're fun. If you want to go golfing, you can use them. They keep you cool and comfortable on the course. Pick one up for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores or at Kahala.com. Robbie D's in the house. We'll be back. What's up? Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy, Rob DeMello, we're here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. 808-296-1420, the number to call. You can also text in at that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. A lot of texts to get to, a couple of callers to get to, waiting patiently, um, and uh, obviously a lot of people who want to chime in about this Rainbow Warrior basketball team. So let's go to uh, the next caller. Paul is on the line, wants to talk about last night's game. What's up, Paul? Happy Aloha Friday. It's Kahala sure. Friday, buddy. <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. I'm a Wrens guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Get him off the phone line. Those are Wednesdays. Hang it up. Bye. No, no, no. What's up? (laughs) I have some calls. They're good. (laughs) All right. It's all right. You're you're fine. You're fine. Go for it. I got two questions. Okay. I'm sorry if they're controversial. Okay. First one is, um, how long do you think this can last? And when I say how long you think this can last, you know, um, Director Angelos, he has said in his show, yeah, he backs up 
Coach Gannon, mm-hmm. but he has also demonstrated in previous many previous AD uh, positions he's had that, that he he can fire. He has fired mm-hmm. coaches. So mm-hmm. That's my first question. Okay. Second one, um, you know, I uh, you know, if the players, if they don't, especially the starters, if they don't want to play for Gannon. Why do you think that is? And I'll listen off the air. Thank you, guys. Thank All right. Uh, appreciate the, the call, Paul. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that there's anything that's guaranteed when you have an AD like Craig Angelis who comes in, was not the individual who hired uh, said coach in any scenario. Uh, there are no guarantees there. I think that that does open the door when you don't have that previously established allegiance for changes to potentially occur. That said, he has given the public vote of confidence to a Ron Gannat, and I think that is probably a, a good thing for him to do at this stage. But depending on how this thing plays out, um, I don't think that there is uh, any kind of foregone conclusion as to what kind of decision he might make under those circumstances. Rob brought up a really good point. I think, you know, Craig Angelus is kind of a dollars and cents guy. And if you're looking at attendance numbers and ticket revenue and those kinds of things, those are going to be some pretty high Uh, highly prioritized aspects of the evaluation process. And so what that could potentially lead to, who knows? Uh, The caveat that has to be thrown in here, I think, in this discussion, right, is as bad as everything seems to be right now, um, this is a one-bid league to the NCAA tournament. Now, Hawaii needs to make the Big West tournament, um, but if they do, and if somehow these switches start going off, and if somehow connections are made, I do think that this is a team, even with the Morsec injury, that has better talent than what their record dictates. And if they somehow can put together a run and they get to maybe a conference championship game or something like that, it'll be interesting to hear the conversation around that and whether or not that adjusts the prism a little bit of what some people are viewing this, this, um, this program as. It may not. Um, some people, I think, may be sort of a little more set in stone as to what their opinions are, but that might be interesting. It's not out of the realm of possibility or reality for that to happen, even if it feels like it's unlikely right now. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like what I said earlier. You need to assess the situation at the end of the season, and, and I think that that says everything you need to know because, yeah, like anything could happen and, and anything's on the table, especially with a new athletics director. There are some times where you say, absolutely not. Like, no matter how this thing goes, you you know, you you keep it going. And I don't think that's that situation right now. And I'm not saying one thing needs to happen or one thing doesn't need to happen, but you need to assess the situation at the end of the year. Attendance is important, right? I mean, in men's basketball or across the country, you want your men's basketball program to be number two or number three as far as the, the most attended Mm -hmm. sporting event on any given night right after last night's game you're looking at uh men's basketball being number five here for the rainbow warriors right behind football men's volleyball women's volleyball and baseball yeah because baseball on average brings 3500 people right Mm -hmm. or 3300 people and so when you have 2700 people going to a men's basketball game that is concerning but again they're you know, th- this is uh, eight games in of a 20-game league schedule and then the conference tournament. And the Big West, as you mentioned, continually has non-number one seeds winning the Big West mm-hmm. championship tournament. We saw Fullerton make a habit of it, yeah. right? And, and so I think it's too early to draw lines in the sand right now. 
um, because as you mentioned that this is a talented basketball team that's that's underachieving right now. And and earlier, Paul asked the question about why do these guys not want to play for a run. I don't think that's the case. I, I don't see that, whether it's in practice, whether it's at the games, whether it's in the huddle, I don't see a team that doesn't want to play for a Ron Gannat. I think, if anything, it's what I said earlier, where it's a team that... Is shaken. Is shaken. They're, the, they're, they're, they're busted a little bit. That, that's a decent point. Uh, you know, in some of the practices that I've seen, like, they, they still have good practices. They still have good energy that, doesn't, that hasn't been translating to the game. And that's not to absolve Aran Ganat or the coaching staff of responsibility no, with regard to that. That's part of the preparation yeah. process. Uh, not just the X's and O's, but the, the level of inspiration and motivation that you can get and extract out of your players. That's part of the gig. Uh, and so I think that, you know, that's another area that if fans want to question that or criticize that under these circumstances, I think that's fair as well. 808-296-1420, the number to call. Keone, been waiting patiently on the line. Thanks, man. Uh, what's up? Hey, aloha, guys. How's it? Um, uh, you know, I've, I've been watching UH basketball for close to 40 years now, and um, that last night's game was like one of the worst I've seen ever. Hmm. And um, in, in my opinion, as far as like the attendance goes, it's not so much a, about the losing. I mean, I, I can stomach losing if we're competitive, but we're not exciting to watch. It's not a product that you want to go out and watch every night. And that's, I think, the biggest hurdle for attendance is that it's not uh, a must-see event. Okay, well, I appreciate the call. Thank you. You know, that's really valid as well. Uh, I remember there were even some of those Riley Wallace years where people had similar criticisms, right? Like, enough of this G-game offense, right? We've seen this time and time again. It only can get you so far, that kind of stuff. Uh, You're hearing uh, from some corners, including uh, from Keone right there, a similar sentiment about just the style of play. You know, you're not seeing lobs. And it was pretty evident Last night, I think, when you look at just like some of the more eye-popping kinds of plays that UC Santa Barbara was making versus the kinds of plays that Hawaii was making. And hey, look, if more of those three-point shots start going, you know, maybe people start feeling a little bit more of an excitement vibe. Uh, but I do think that what he is is suggesting here and what he is bringing up uh, is something that uh, he's not alone on, that's for sure. Yeah, there, there, there needs to be a little bit more energy in the program um one way or the other they scored 61 points on thursday night what was the most memorable point right what was the most memorable bucket it was like a three-pointer when they're trying to make that run and they cut it down to 14 i think it was at one point right and and, i mean and that's what they're talking about it's just the excitement i mean we we hear that term fomo right it's been coming you know for the last few years but literally fomo is what gets people to buy tickets Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's that the fear of missing out, the fear of if I don't go to this game, I'm going to miss gonna something regret, cool. Yeah. I'm going to regret not being there. And I do think that there are a lot of people watching these games on Spectrum Sports and, and, and the broadcast that you and Artie Wilson provide um, because there is interest in this UH men's basketball team. But do people have that fear of missing out on something cool that they want to see with their own two eyes? And that may be what leads to 2,700 people going to a game 
against the defending Big West champs. All right, this is an interesting text that's coming in. He says, uh, or this person, I should say, says, I uh, heard a text on yesterday's show uh, that said, why should we go to these UH basketball games when this is the product out on the court? And this kind of correlates a little bit with uh, that last call by Keone. Exactly the type of front-running fair-weather fans in Hawaii now is the most this team needs fans, and you have sorry bleep fans like these, even in football. P.S. I seen it from the 70s. Uh, Aloha. You know, there's something to be said for sure. Like, in a perfect world, this would be a hey, diehard Hawaii oh, loves man. a winner. Breaking like, news. Yeah, in a perfect world, man, this would be just like diehard, unconditional, win or lose, we're there. We're just not that kind of place. It's we're not, not that kind of town. Uh, I have always made the comparison that uh, because there is no um, sort of, of name brand or banner professional franchise, that the University of Hawaii becomes that pro team entity and so it's very much more of a professional type of fan base right where you know when the going is good the seats will be more filled when the going gets tough things tend to thin out and the thing about Hawaii fans which is really interesting to me and to me has always been the case uh, as we get another call uh, here coming in on the line what has always been the case uh, in um, in my opinion is Hawaii fans don't necessarily overtly voice their displeasure pleasure they just kind of disappear they just kind of back away it's 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 not like a philly sports radio town or boston where people are coming in like you know get the dump button ready because we're going to hear some expletives you get a little bit of that but it's more or less it's a non-vocal type of of protest or or rebellion against something that they don't deem is working out and i'm sure everyone listening here has heard it from a coach has heard it from a parent right don't don't be worried when I'm yelling at you. Be worried when I'm not saying anything at all, right? I mean, that's what it all goes down to. Yeah, exactly. 808-296-1420 is the number to call. We have uh, more texts to get to, but we do have a commercial break that uh, we are up against that we have to uh, take. Caller is coming in. Uh, we asked that caller to please hold through the break. Uh, but the big game is coming up. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. It's not too far away. Watch the NFL's big game with friends at 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar, home of the big video wall and new menu featuring crispy lechon pork, uh, chili with bacon-wrapped hot dog, pizza made to order, plus chopped steak, garlic shrimp, and lots more. 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar at Leeward Bowl in the Pearl City Shopping Center. Rob, where are you going? There. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. What's up? Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy, Robbie D. Rob DeMello here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. Of course, you can catch all of Robbie D's work as a sports director at KHON2. But uh, he's doing us the service of being in studio with me on what is technically his day off. So we appreciate that. Uh, and talking basically Rainbow Warrior basketball uh, the entire time. Hey, look, I think that's one of the things, right, is is we we sort of lament some of the negativity. And, and, and you know, I think uh, we... we uh, collectively kind of look at uh, this this season and, and the direction it's been going as, as just kind of this bummer, right? Um, and, and maybe seeing some uh, of the attendance numbers dropping and that kind of stuff. But it's like days like today where you listen to the morning show or Artie's show or even through here. It's like people care about this program. And, and I think that that's still something that you can squeeze some positivity out of is uh, it is better that you have fans that are upset than fans who don't care. And I think that we are at least hearing from a 
good portion of a fan base uh, that still cares about this men's basketball team, wants them to succeed, uh, and so they will have thoughts and opinions and criticisms in some instances. We have David, who waited patiently through the commercial break on the line. Uh, David, what's up? Hey, Kanoa, um, just want to let you know, party of the six of us been going to the games, uh, loyal season ticket holders for over 20 years. All right. And, um, you know, we bleed green. We were loyal. We want this program to be successful. We pay thousands of dollars every year and, mm. you know, ticket costs and um, donations to the uh, school. And it's, it's really frustrating and it's it's come to the point where you know eight years and um one and done since after the 2016 season he hasn't been able to recruit the kind of athletes that can keep up with the top five teams i mean last night you look at the athleticism Hmm. of the other teams we're always constantly smaller in stature um at the the build up the guards were a lot bigger than our guards to begin with, so he started, Ganat started three guards, but our guards couldn't match up the size and athleticism of of UCSB, nor do we match up well with Irvine, then you got, we got beaten by uh, another athletic team in Fullerton, which mm-hmm. we should have had a chance, but... Yeah, and they were shorthanded, they were missing their top scorer, too. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, it's just come to a head, and then, you know, it's just... Uh, it's time for him to go because we're going to lose our fan base. We're already losing fan base, period. So next year, I don't know, maybe we were getting 2700 now. Maybe we're lucky we get 2000 But if it keeps going in this direction, the revenue is going to drop drastically. And you have no new energy as far as the coaching staff who failed to develop the big guys. I'm looking at Bernardo. Bernardo is still same physical stature four years later. He hasn't gotten stronger. Hmm. Um, he's still, you know, he can't he can't man up inside like Artie says. You know, he needs a dog. One night, you know, not too long ago, Bernardo was the dog, but he, that was one night, and he's so far shown the same inconsistencies. Coleman inconsistent. Uh, anyway, I just had to vent, but we care about the program. But, you know, when it's time for a change, you need to make a change. Hmm. Hey, interesting call. Appreciate it, David. Um, yeah, he brought up uh, the point of player development, and that is something that Aran Ganat has sort of hung his hat on, that this is a program that develops players. And uh, what Dave uh, David is suggesting is, you know, you look at some of these guys and some of the key guys for this Hawaii team, and uh, you compare them to what they were, say, two seasons ago, and are they demonstratively better or more developed? Uh, and this is a guy who has watched a lot of uh, Hawaii games. So uh, I think that that is a fair um, uh, profound and meaningful potential observation there on the part of a, of a super fan. Yeah, and, and you know, not I, I don't want to just piggyback on what he's saying and kind of further it a little bit is, you know, he talks about the, the money he invests, right, and him and his friends going to all these games, and um, yeah, they want to see a winner, and you know, it, it kind of, as he was talking, it, it led me to start to think a little bit about just big picture, too, of just how is this program developing, and how... Is it making that money spent worth it in a season that isn't the greatest of seasons, right? And and I started thinking just about like the little things, like even though it's the best arena in the Big West Conference, but 
you know, just even from a Manini standpoint of, you know, it's also the only team in, in the conference that doesn't turn off the lights in introductions, right? That doesn't have the LED, mm-hmm. that doesn't have, you know, some of the bells and whistles that these like gyms have, right? And that's just development with over the program and, and making things exciting for for the, the the patrons to come in and 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 have memories, right? We talk about you know the fear of missing out, not just basketball, but the fear of missing out the experience, right? I mean, there seems to be a lack of evolution from that standpoint as well. I mean, it feels like going to a UH men's basketball game in 2024 is really no different than going to a UH men's basketball game in 2018. And that's something that needs to be addressed as well. All right, let's just get through a few more uh, texts here. And you're going to hear some similar sentiments, I think. And, uh, you know, I just want to give uh, some of the, the listeners a chance to kind of get in here. Uh, watching the game at uh, SSC, looks like Ganat has lost the team. We kind of addressed that. I'm not sure if I'm in full agreement yet with that. But there is a level of uh, discouragement and disenchantment, uh, I think, for lack sure. Lack of confidence. Lack of, lack of inspiration mm-hmm. and confidence, maybe. Yeah, the players don't look engaged anymore, in my opinion. Continue to see no significant changes in the offensive sets. Uh, Gannat says they are playing isolation ball and selfish, but I see it as these poor players are stuck when they run his offensive sets that don't provide decent shots and there is no attacking of the basket. We saw some of that early in the game yesterday, and then it started to revert a little bit back to just kind of swinging the ball around. They weren't able to to gap the defense much, uh, but they were getting some open shots. They were getting some open looks and just couldn't hit nobody who wasn't named noel coleman could hit a three last night uh, for hawaii uh, and then you had you know during that run uh, i think tom Beatty missed like a wide open finger roll lay-in it's like that kind of stuff but that goes back to what you're saying the lack of confidence it's so much in their dome i think right now it's hard to shake that right when you build the habit of losing it is hard to shake that off this texter goes on to say Artie, johnny talking about johnny white they're all saying the same thing that there is no attacking of the basket line Lineup changes is not the main problem. Ganat says he's making changes, but it's the same thing. So, again, a little bit of frustration there uh, on the part of uh, of this uh, texter. Um, anything that you would respond to to that with? We touched on it a little bit. Yeah, huh? I mean, I, I feel like we touched up on all of that. And, 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 and yes, absolutely. Artie and Johnny have said it. We've said it here over the last few weeks. Where <laughs> I think he, Artie sang it last yeah, night. Do you remember oh, yes, that? He's yes. like, <laughs> attack the, the basket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, and that's the thing, too, right? In a lot of these sets, that option is there, right? I mean, you see these situations where, you know, it's driving kick or, you know, at some point, no matter what is drawn up on the X's and O's or whatever it is, like, you just got to get to the rack, get fouled, stop the clock. You know, even if you you get something rejected, it, it stops the clock, allows you to reset a little bit, and 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 that's just when when they're going through that drought. I mean, that was difficult to watch because, you know, like we said, it was it was uh, that fanatical thing, right, where you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, at some point, you got to try something different. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm trying to access these uh, text messages, and the uh, app that we use is not allowing me to do so. So I'm just looking at a blank screen. So my apologies. There are a few more texts to get to. Uh, but this is live radio, and these are the technological shortcomings that we sometimes face here uh, with some of this stuff. So uh, my apologies. But there were a couple of other texts. Uh, there was one uh, that also sort of said that they feel like it's time for a leadership change. Uh, I think we're both in agreement. Uh, you want to see this thing play out. 
out um, yeah. and 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 have you know anytime you're going to make that drastic of a potential decision you just need as much information as you possibly can get and i think that the uh, the the rest of the data are the yet to be played games here this season and then that can help to inform uh, Craig Angelus in this instance uh, whether or not there has to be some thought given to something like that yeah because i mean if you're going to say something like that i mean you just have to to allow yourself to think about this it's 8 games into the big west conference season now what happened there's 12 left in the regular season so what happens if they go 10 and 2 the rest of the mm-hmm. way and go into the tournament and and win a game or two right and maybe not even necessarily win the tournament will you still feel the same way i mean of a change yeah. needs to happen yeah. right now i mean it's like making any decision you need all the information in front of you and i think until you have all the information gathered then i don't think you can make a well-informed decision at this point yeah and i think that's really at the heart of some of this frustration is you look at this roster and it is a roster that i think is more talented than what its record dictates um i think that iran ganat has proven that he can coach the game right uh, i think he's a good dude right i think he tries to do it the right way um but I also understand from a fan's perspective, it's about the wins, baby. It's about the important wins. And usually fans will put the emphasis on, and justifiably so, what do you do in the postseason? What do you do in the conference tournament? Um, and I and I think that that's where some of this frustration comes from. It's like you kind of feel like, God, they should probably be playing better than they are here at this stage of the game. Yeah, and I think looking at the roster and knowing the – the potential of this team probably adds to it as well. Because even just a, a couple moments ago when I said, oh, imagine if this team goes 10-2, and two, right? Let's just say they go 10-2. and two. You wouldn't be all that surprised, would you? You wouldn't be like, oh my God, what is happening? No, because you kind of would expect that over the when the season started yeah. that this team could be twelve and eight. What has happened the last twelve games, right? Since they started seven and one, they're now three and nine. What has happened the last twelve games is far more surprising yeah, than absolutely. what would uh, what the feeling would be if, if they somehow put a run like that together over the next twelve games. Try Domino's mix and match special. Download the Domino's app. Get any three items for just eight ninety nine each. You can choose from pizzas, pastas, boneless chicken bites, and more. Find the mix and match deals under the coupon section on the app. Domino's Hawaii. They deliver. Deliver Aloha. All right, our final segment of the week coming up. What's up? Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. Robbie D, Rob DeMello of KHON2 Sports is in the house. All right, this is our last segment. We like to do best and worst. Rob is such a positive thinker. He usually dwells on bests. So why don't we just kind dwells of... Dwells on bests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just... He that, just I don't think it works that way, bro. That dwell is too much of a negative connotation. <laughs> he wallows in great things. No, you're right. Um, okay, well, he he uh, he deals in in optimism and, and best-type thoughts. So... Uh, What's your best here? Or do you want me to do my best first? No, I'll go first. I, okay. My best is that is conference championship weekend in the National Football League. Really? All right? Who's in it? And the Detroit Lions. Ba-boom! Kanoa Leahy's Detroit Lions are playing the San Francisco 49ers. And what makes that so cool is I thought about this the other day, is that um, in 2023, your father passed away, a big 49ers fan. Yeah. You, of course, a Lions fan. My father passed away in 2023, a Lions fan. Which is crazy because there's so few of us. Yeah, and, and so I I was just thinking about it the other day. I mean, man, this is just awesome because on Sunday, you're going to be watching this game and um, and I feel like uh, both of our pops will be uh, very much a part of this, watching this game, enjoying yeah. this. Uh, and I, I just... 
I think it lines up perfectly, man. And I'm I'm super happy for you that you get this experience uh, to watch the Lions and then for it to be against the 49ers because at the end of the day, it's a win-win for the Leahy family. Yeah, no, I've been thinking about that. Like, uh, it would be uh, uh, pretty fun, I think, uh, if if uh, Pops and I were able to watch uh, the game together. You know, uh, either from, you know, watching Leahy and Leahy or just anyone who's, like, been around us uh, over the course of time. Like, there's a lot of junk talk. There's a lot of trash spewed. Verbal volleyball, as my dad used to like to call it. Uh, and so it would be a riot, I think, uh, just the expletive spewing towards the screen that would take place uh, on Sunday is a lot of fun. So, yeah. I'll be thinking about him as we watch and just maybe hoping that, uh, you know, the 49ers have had so many wonderful, historically significant moments. Uh, maybe Pops uh, and your Pops can uh, pull strings and uh, see if the Lions can. Yeah, they're both those those kinds of thing. guys. Share the wealth, Pops! <laughs> um, they're, they're both totally the types of guys that would be like, I'll let you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, all right, my best, uh, you know, we were talking Rainbow Warrior basketball. I'm going to go with a uh, former Rainbow Warrior point guard. Mark Campbell, who is now the women's basketball coach at TCU. How about the UH connections there at TCU with Jamie Dixon coaching the men and Mark Campbell coaching the women? Uh, But they have run into, like, unprecedented injury issues, Mark Campbell's squad. Uh, They lost a host of players, uh, and they got down in numbers so drastically that they had to forfeit two consecutive games, forcing Mark Campbell to hold open tryouts among the players that were added to the active roster, a TCU volleyball player. Uh, you had two players from a uh, high school previously that won a state championship. Uh, you had another player, a freshman guard from Texas that scored over 1,500 points in high school. I was like, well, why wasn't she already on the <laughs> roster? Uh, but they end up putting this hodgepodge roster together, and they pull off a win in their very next game against UCF. So uh, congrats to Mark Campbell. That is an incredible story of uh, just resourcefulness at this point under what were dire conditions. Disney movie writers right now are collecting all the information because if they can continue this thing, they go and win a conference tournament, play (laughs) the NCAA tournament, something like that. It's going to be like the next greatest Disney movie Uh, of all time. Who would play Mark? Who, Who would play Mark, you think? Uh, I mean, there's no shortage of white guys in Hollywood, so I think I think we're okay on that one. <laughs> Sorry, Jason Momoa yeah, yeah. or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. This one you won't get. This one you won't get. Uh, all right, uh, really quick, we got 15 seconds. Who you got this weekend in the conference championships? Uh, 49ers. My brain says the Ravens, but I, for some reason, think I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm- I. I, 